Amen and amen. We have such a beautiful worship here at Power Youth. We're going to go ahead and move on to our next segment of week two of the Hot in Heart. We're going to move on to our special sermon by Pastor Gabriel. Pastor Gabriel, here you go. Thank you very much. You can take a seat. Thank you for joining us here today. Give me a second. My iPad never wants to cooperate with me. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. How are y'all doing tonight? How's school been? Are y'all doing okay with school? How many people have gone back to the campus? Anybody gone back to the campus? Uh, Nathan, you graduated. (laughs) Everybody's still doing school online. I know some schools have moved into doing on-campus studies, or they will be moving soon to on-campus studies. If anybody is going back, we are praying for you. Please be safe. Don't touch nobody. Nothing. <laughs> yes, please, you know, be, be safe. Be as safe as possible. We love you guys, and we want you to stay healthy. So, but we are glad to be back here. Everybody who's watching online, thanks for joining us here, too. But we are glad to have people here in the house. Are you excited to be here? No? No? Nobody's excited. Good. There we go. That's more like it. That's more like it. Last week, if you weren't here, you missed out on some giveaways. Um, Sorry. Uh, Today, though, I do have a little gift. Hopefully, we have enough for everybody that hasn't gotten one yet. After service, we'll be getting you something. So don't think that you have missed out on everything. I'm just, I'm I'm trying to make it interesting and exciting for you guys because it's been like all year almost since we've been back here. We stopped having youth services back in March. And we're in October, but we are here now, and we are glad to be back. We're glad to be back. And we're doing the series called The Haunted Heart. The Haunted Heart. You know, it's October, uh, fall. It doesn't feel like October yet. It doesn't feel like the fall yet. It's 80 degrees, 90 degrees in the middle of the day, and then it gets down to the 70s at night. But, you know, whatever. That's fall in Texas. That, that's how we, we, we got we to gotta dress for summer in the, in the morning and dress for fall in the evening. But I'm glad that you're here. We're going to do week two of The Haunted Heart. And for those of us who don't know what is going on, The Haunted Heart is a series that is all about the things that haunt our hearts. The things, obviously, the things that take hold of our lives, whether they be sin or other, uh, that, that dwell inside of us. And if we don't deal with them... They can cause problems. We talked about last week. Anybody remember what we talked about last week? No? Someone? We did a test. We did the Bible, the Bible test, the Bible quiz, which made me want to pray for every single one of y'all here. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, but we, we did last week, this week, we were talking about anger. Last week, we talked about guilt. Guilt is what I you. Today we're talking about anger. Anger is what you owe me. Greed, which we're going to talk about next week, is what when I owe me, when I owe myself. And jealousy is when, I, when God owes me. And those are the things that haunt our hearts that we're going to be talking about. But today we're going to talk about anger. And anger is a tricky issue because it doesn't always present itself the same way in everyone. 
it, it, it can control our entire lives. And sometimes we don't even realize that we are living as an angry person. That we are anger or we have anger in our lives. Because it, it, it doesn't start like an explosion. It's not, anger is a rate, can be a raging fire that burns things around it. I'm reminded of the conversation that Hulk and Thor had in Thor Ragnarok. And Thor, Hulk was like, I, he's like, I'm big, raging fire. Thor's like, tiny, small little fire. It's like, no, no, I, I, you know, I think we're both raging fires. We're both angry. And he's trying to compete. Who's the angriest here? But anger can become like that when it becomes out of control. But when it starts, it doesn't always start like that. About four or five years ago, I noticed a crack in the ceiling of my kitchen. Uh, some of y'all know this story, but about four or five years ago, I noticed this small little crack, and I really didn't pay too much mind to it. Over time, I kind of got used to the fact that it was there and didn't really realize that it started to grow. Little by little, it started to get wider, not wider, but like it started to go throughout other parts of the ceiling in the kitchen. And like, I was like, well, you know, it's not affecting my quality of life. It's just a kind of an annoyance. Maybe I could put some paint over and just ignore the issue. And then one day I just, one day I was leaving my house and I, I, at the time uh, I was living with Julian, Julian and I were roommates and I was there in the house and he was at work and I was leaving. I don't remember where I was going. All I know is that I walked out the front door, I closed the door behind me and I heard a loud, (laughs) and I was like, what is, what was, what? I was like, oh God, what is happening? I opened the door and I see directly from my front door, I can see the kitchen and I can see that the entire ceiling in the kitchen has fallen onto the floor. Everything just fell everywhere. In, insulation, the sheetrock, paint, everything was just, the stuff with the air conditioning, the pipes were hanging down and I was just like, I'm not going to deal with this right now. I took a picture. I sent it to Julian, and I walked out of the house. I was like, I'm going to deal with this later. I'm going to deal with this later. But like that small crack, that's how anger is in our life. Sometimes it starts small. It's a little thing that we're angry about. It's someone that said something, someone that did something that was small and insignificant. But over time, anger builds. And then it takes control of our life. We become, we become angry towards everyone and everything. Everything is just in the way. Everything is annoying. Everything doesn't matter how big or small. This is how anger takes control of our lives. When we allow small things to fester in our hearts, it affects our attitudes. It affects our relationships. It hurts our character and can affect even our faith in God. It can affect even our faith in God. In Genesis chapter 4, verses 1 through 12, I'm going to read a little bit of it. And it is in, I'm going to read from the message version. If you have the message version, uh, cool. If you don't, just follow along with me. And this is the first time anger is ever mentioned in the Bible. First time that anybody in the Bible gets angry. And many of you, all might, you, many of you might know or, or not the story of Cain and Abel. Cain and Abel were brothers. They were brothers, uh, Adam and Eve were their parents. And they both had different professions. And this is what the Bible says. Adam slept with his wife Eve. She conceived and had Cain. She said, I've gotten a man with God's help. Then she had another baby, Abel. Abel was a herdsman and Cain was a farmer. So they had different professions. They did different things for a living. Time passed. 
Cain brought an offering to God from the produce of his farm. Abel also brought an offering, but from the firstborn animals of his herd. Choice cuts of meat. And you see the difference there in the story is that Cain brought something. He's just like, well, you know, I'm going to bring, I guess, these leftovers that are here. I don't know if they were leftovers. He's just, I'll just bring whatever. I'm just going to bring an offering to God. I'm just going to bring whatever. This is the first time. He's not even honoring God. Cain says, I'm a, Abel says, I'm going to bring the best. I'm going to bring the best. God liked Abel and his offering, but Cain and his offering, he didn't, didn't get his approval. Cain lost his temper and went into a sulk. God spoke to Cain, why this tantrum? Why the sulking? If you do well, won't you be accepted? And if you don't do well, sin is lying in wait, wait for you, ready to pounce. It is out to get you. You've got to master it. Verse 8, Cain had words with his brother. That is not, that's, that's not nice. That doesn't sound nice. He had words with his brother. I, gotta, I, have to, I have to have a word with you. I need to talk to you. No one ever likes the conversation when someone says, we got to talk. No. Those words terrify me to this day. No matter who tells me, we have to talk. I'm like, oh, God, why? What did I do? What did I say? What is happening? No one likes that. And so Cain tells his brother, we got to talk. We got to talk, Abel. We got to talk. It says, Cain had words with his brother, and they were out in the field. Cain came at Abel, his brother, and he killed him. God said to Cain, where is Abel, your brother? He said, how should I know? Am I his babysitter? Any older siblings in the house that I got to take care of the younger one? <laughs> Am I his babysitter? God said, what have you done? The voice of your brother's blood is calling to me from the ground. From now on, you'll get nothing but curses from this ground. You'll be driven from its ground that has opened its arms to receive the blood of your murdered brother. Farm this ground, but it will no longer give you its best. You'll be a homeless wanderer in the earth. So Cain, in this story, lets his anger get the best of him. Cain becomes angry. He becomes jealous. He becomes bitter. He becomes upset that Cain... That his offering was not liked or received well by God, but that Abel's was. He is like, how is it that I, I, I am the older one, and yet Abel is the one that is favored? How is it that he is the one that's getting favor from God, that God likes him, and that God is not approving of me? I don't understand. So he was angry. He's angry. He's throwing a tantrum. He, you know, stomping his feet, yelling. I don't know. Maybe he punched the wall. Uh, I don't know what he did. But God noticed that he was angry. And he says, look, if you let it control you, your anger will lead to sin. Your anger is going to lead to something worse. Now, I'm not saying anybody in here has anger problems. I'm not saying anybody is about to be a murderer or anything. <laughs> but we all get angry, don't we? We all get angry. There is there is no one in this room that has not said, oh, well, I can't say that I've ever been angry. We're angry with someone. We're angry with our parents, and, you know, because they don't let us do whatever we want to do. We're angry with our siblings because they don't stop bothering us. We're angry with our teachers because they didn't give us the grade that we think we deserved even though we didn't study. Uh, we're angry with, with any, it could be anybody or anything. Sometimes we might even be angry with God. As Jedi Master Yoda said, 
Anger leads to hate. Hate leads to suffering. Like, I like this quote because there is so much truth in it. When we allow ourselves to be controlled by hate, all we're going to cause is suffering for ourselves. Cain caused suffering for himself. He killed Abel and he was cursed. He was banished. He said, no one is going to want to help you. You're just going to be on your own for the rest of your life. Anger leads to suffering. If you see an angry person, really what you're seeing is the hurt person. Cain was hurt. His his expectations weren't met. He thought that God would be pleased with him, but he wasn't. And so his anger started to take root in his life. And anger shows up differently in every single one of us. Anger can lead to pride. Because pride, pride is what says, you know, I'm better than everybody else. I'm better than you. I'm better than you. I got better shoes. I got a better car. I got better clothes. I dress better. I got better grades. That's what pride says. I'm better. I'm better. And anger is attached to that pride. Because when we're angry, we think we deserve better because we are better or, or because we have uh, the experience or we're older or we're this or we're that. And we start telling ourselves that we deserve more. So we become angry. We become angry at people that show us any less than what our pride tells us we are. We think we're all that in a bag of chips. That's an old saying. I don't even know what it means. I don't, what does that even mean? Anybody know? No. But anger leads to pride. Pride puffs us up and tells us that we're something that we're not. Anger can lead to division. It can cause us to start breaking relationships, start causing problems. Someone that was our best friend, now just because we're angry with something small, now we're not friends anymore. We cause problems in relationships. Boyfriend, girlfriend relationships, family relationships, relationships with God. It causes division, sin. It causes us to sin and it separates us from God. Anger can cause bitterness. We start resenting people just because they're there. It's like, can't, can they just like not breathe anymore? Just, just stop. That's, that's my advice for you. Just stop breathing. No, don't do that. And nobody, nobody, nobody listens to that. And cause bitterness. Anger can present itself as bitterness in our lives. Resentment towards other people. We start telling them that they don't deserve to be in a place. We start beating down people. Anger can present itself as violence. I know that a lot of guys, I always hear, I, I, growing as a youth pastor over the years, I've heard a lot of guys tell me, it's like, man, I was just so angry, I punched the wall. I broke, made a hole in my wall. I've heard some girls tell me that too. Violence is physical. Violence can, violence can come out physically like that. You can either hurt something, break something, or hurt someone. It can come out emotionally. We lash out to people. Say things that we didn't mean to say. Say things that, that are not true, that are not what we really think, but we hurt. And we lash out emotionally. Or we lash out passive-aggressively. Well, you know... I'm not saying that they're a bad person, but we start gossiping. We start saying things behind people's back. We're passive aggressive. We think that we're being slick and that nobody notices that we're really upset with this person. But people notice. People will notice. Man, why are they always talking bad about so-and-so? Why are they always talking bad about David? Nobody's talking bad about you, David. (laughs) You're just the first one I saw out of the corner of my eye. 
Anger can present itself in all of these ways. And the thing about it is, is each of these leads us to a place of sin. Pride sets us up as better than everybody else and eventually will set us up as better than God. That we know more than God. Division is not of God. The Bible tells us we should be united. But when we're angry, all we do is cause problems and break relationships. Bitterness is poison to our heart. It's unforgiveness that we hold in there. And we think, like, I've always held it, heard, heard it this way. Bitterness and unforgiveness are like you drinking poison and expecting the other person to die. Because it's, it's poisoning you. They, don't, they probably don't even know. They probably have no clue that you have done anything or they've done anything or said anything. But I've been that way. I've been that way. When I was 16 years old, my youth pastor, that was my youth pastor here, love her very much. But um, she left to pursue some other things. She went to school. She was pursuing family, um, you know, other things with her family, ministry, work, other stuff. She had other things going on in her life, and she had every right to do what she needed to do, what God was leading her to do. But I felt abandoned. I felt like she had abandoned me because she had taken me under her wing, and she started mentoring me and started teaching me what it was about to be about leadership. And then one day she was gone. She didn't even tell me, or at least I don't remember that she told me. She did, and and my my 16 year old brain felt abandoned. My 16 year old self felt broken and lost. And I'm like, now I'm thrown in, and I'm being. And they made me the youth leader. And I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. I am 16 years old. Here I am. I don't know what's going on. And the person that was mentoring me and supposed to be helping me is gone. I was upset. I was angry. She probably had no idea. And I held on to that for so many years. And I didn't even realize it was there. But it started causing these things in my life. Bitterness, anger, division, passive aggressiveness. All these kind of things that, were, that started to appear into my life. So how do we deal with it then? How do we deal with anger in our lives? Because every one of us is going to be angry at some point. And we cannot allow it to control us. We cannot allow it to take root into our heart and follow us everywhere we go. Anger gains strength in secrecy. Anger gains strength in secrecy. So the more we even try to hide it from ourselves, because that's what we try to do. That's, that's the wrong way to deal. The wrong way to deal with anger is try to ignore it. Thinking it'll go away. I'll be fine. I don't, I'll be fine. I'll be fine. And then you know what happens? You get in a conversation with the person that you're angry at. And it's been a long time since whatever happened that made you angry at them. And then you remember it and then you bring it up. It's like, well, you did this. You did that. That's, the, that's, the, that's like the cliche that they always say in, remem- uh, in relationships. That the guy does something wrong and the girl's like, well, you know, on November 2nd tw- at 2.03 p.m. at 7 o'clock. You know, like, this is what you said. But it's not just girls. Guys do that too. I've seen it. I've, heard, I've seen people do it. I, they bring out the receipts. They thought that they had let go of it, but because they ignored it. And it, they didn't really deal with it. That is the wrong way to deal with it. When I was in Bible school, I came face to face with my problem. The bitterness and bandedness and everything that was, I was feeling because of that. The anger that had taken root into my heart. God confronted me with it. 
I started to realize what was going on in my life. He started to expose it because he knew that I was just playing it safe and ignoring it and thinking that the problem was going to go away. And he told me, you need, you need to forgive. You need to forgive. Forgiveness is our main way to combat anger. It's painful because when we're angry, we feel like we're justified, right? We feel like, well, I'm the one that deserves an apology. I'm the one that, that, that's in the right here. I'm the one that knows what I'm talking about. They don't know anything. They're the ones that hurt me. They're, they're the ones that hurt me. That's what anger does. And I came face to face with that. And God told me, you need to forgive. You need to let go. You need to let go. You need to let go. Forgiveness is powerful because it takes the poison that we've taken ourselves and removes it from our heart. It gives it now to Jesus who brings healing into our lives. So I'm going to give you some practical ways to apply forgiveness. How, how do we let this work out in our lives? How do we let it work out? First of all, you have to acknowledge that you're angry. Like I said, secrecy is anger's greatest strength. It grows stronger when we ignore it, when we don't pay attention to it, just like my ceiling. The problem got worse. <laughs> Eventually, we got it fixed, but it was, like, it was like the ceiling was not there for like three months. <laughs> And I'm pretty sure squirrels got in my house during that time. Anyway, we have to acknowledge our anger. You have to be honest with yourself. You're not going to accomplish anything by hiding your anger. You're not going to accomplish anything. Sometimes you need to confront the person and say, you know what? This is, I'm angry about this. This, you, you said this. This hurt me. This is what's going on right now. Be honest. If we hide it, it's only going to cause more problems. So we have to acknowledge it first off. Second, we have to allow ourselves to forgive. Because chances are that other person may not even know that you hurt them. And you think you deserve an apology and they don't even know. You need to forgive. See, a lot of times we don't like to forgive people because we think it's letting the per other person get away with it. But no. Forgiving others is about healing ourselves, healing our own hearts. It's about moving forward from the, the place that we're in, the place that we're probably stuck in. Forgiveness is not about letting, letting the other person get away with it. It's about letting yourself move forward. It's about letting yourself heal and become whole again. It might be hard. And, that, and let me say this, just because you forgive someone doesn't mean you got to talk to them anymore. <laughs> if they have genuinely hurt you, if they have done something to abuse you emotionally, that, just because you forgive them does not mean you need them in your life. It just means you need to let it go. Give it into God's hands so that he can deal with the problem. Third thing, we have to pray for forgiveness. Now we have to realize that even though we have forgiven, we're also the ones that are in need of forgiveness because anger has led to sin in our lives. It's led to pride. It's led to bitterness. It's led to division. It's led to all these things we've talked about. And now we have to say, God, forgive me for causing these problems. Forgive me for bringing this into other people's lives that they had nothing to do with it. 
You ever lash out at somebody because you're angry at person A, but person B just happens to be there? And they receive the yelling and they receive the, you know, your, your attitude just because you're angry at the cashier because they said something rude to you and then you go home and you yell at your mom. <laughs> like you're not even angry at her. Somebody else. But we need to allow ourselves to forget, to forgive, and to be forgiven by God. You're worth that forgiveness. You are worth that forgiveness. God says that there is nothing that you can't do that will make him stop loving you. You are worth that forgiveness. Number four, ask God and other people for help. You need a strong circle around you. You need a strong circle. I, I, I've, I've, I've talked to a lot of people that have had anger problems over the years, and I've told them, first of all, you need to go to anger management problem. You need counseling because that's important. You need someone to help you work through the problems yourself, but then you need to surround yourself with people who are going to call you out. Hey, why are you being angry? What's going on? What's happening? You need people to help call you out, and you need God in your life to give you peace when Anger is the thing that we want to react to. A lot of times we want to react. In, that's what anger is. It's a reaction to what is happening in the moment. But we shouldn't just react to things. We need to have, as they happen, we need to think them through. We need to think them through. So we need God's help and we need help from other people. We need people who are going to be willing to call us out. And we need to rely on God because without him, we aren't going to ever get, be able to get through it. We aren't going to be able to get through it. And last thing, don't let, this is very important, do not let that thing take up space in your mind. We don't do this just with anger. We do this with a lot of different things. We allow a person or a thing or something that has hurt us to take up space in our mind. The thing that hurt us, the thing that has broken us, and we allow it to be there rent-free. And all it does is cause us problems. Every time we think about it, it just causes us problems. Every time it comes to mind, every moment that it comes to mind, we feel everything all over again. That's called trauma. And sometimes we will need therapy to get through that. Sometimes we need to work through it spiritually. Sometimes we need to work through it on our own. There there are a lot of different things that come in this place. But if we allow it space in our mind, we'll become a more and more negative person. That's what the Bible says. Think on these things, the good things. Whatever is pure, whatever is holy, whatever is right. Think on these things. Because those are the things that need space in our mind. And I'm about to finish here tonight. So tonight, as we close out, as I close out this message, I hope that if you are facing something, if there is bitterness or anger in your heart, maybe something, someone said something. We can get angry for a lot of different reasons. Maybe something, someone said something to us that we didn't like. Someone did something, stole our favorite pencil and never gave it back. We haven't talked to them since second grade. (laughs) Maybe someone, maybe our parents hurt us and they don't even know. They said something that they were saying in their best, they thought was in their best interest for you, but we have become angry with it and we held on to it. Maybe it was someone that actually consciously hurt you and you became angry with it. 
Maybe you experienced abuse. Maybe you experienced something to make you rightfully angry. And that it's hurt you. Maybe it's me. I don't know. I'm sorry. (laughs) If I have ever said anything, done anything, if we have done anything as a church, as a youth ministry, to make you feel you are less than, I'm sorry. As a representative of this church, I'm sorry. We weren't trying to. I promise you. And if someone did, someone else that does not speak for the church did that, talk to me. I want to get to the bottom of it. I want to make things right. Because that is not the space that we are supposed to be in. When God brings us into this place, into power nights, into church on Sundays, he brings us into a space where we don't have to hold on to anger, our bitterness, our hatred, our our hurt, brokenness, our loneliness, our, our hopelessness anymore. It's like the song we were singing earlier. The chains, they break. Fear has to bow. I'm probably not even saying the lyrics right. But you know what I'm saying. All of this has to bow to Jesus. Because he does not want you to live your life trapped and haunted by these things. He wants to set you free today. So if there is something in your life, anger, bitterness, any of these things that has taken something, it could even be small. Don't let it pass you by tonight. Give it to Jesus today. Would you stand with me this evening? We're going to pray. We're going to pray. No matter what it is, what it is that's going on in our lives, what we might be feeling today, let's give it to Jesus in this moment. Because he is here. Man, y'all, y'all are young. Yeah. Sometimes I know how it is. I, I grew up in church, and I know it can seem unimportant a lot of times to, to focus on spiritual things. Because, like, I got my whole life ahead of me. But God is here. He is real. He is ready. He wants to get involved in your life. He wants to show you how much he loves you, how much he knows you, how much he wants to Wants you, to, wants you to have a future, the future he has prepared for you, great things he has prepared for you, blessings and love and hope. And I know it can seem like, why? Why, why, why did I even got, I got so much else to worry about. I got school. I got extracurriculars. I got family. I got stuff. But Jesus is here today. He's here for you. Let's pray. You close your eyes and bow your head, everybody in this place there's something that is in our hearts right now, let's just give it to Jesus. Father God, we come before you and we thank you for this time and this space. We thank you for the opportunity to be here this evening. God, if there is any kind, any form of anger in our lives right now, if there's something that someone has done to hurt us and cause that anger, God, help us because we need your help. We cannot fight it on our own. We cannot fight it on our own, but we do not want it to get worse. We do not want it to cause more problems in our future, God. Right now, we want to deal with it by laying it at your feet. If we are struggling, if there is someone struggling with forgiving someone in their life right now, God, I pray, Holy Spirit, you be with them. 
you have forgiven them much. Help them to let go of the pain and of the pain and the thing that they're causing more harm to themselves. God, help us to let go of anger and hold on to peace. The peace of your Holy Spirit, the calm in our hearts. Let us be able to forgive God and move forward with our lives to find a place of healing. Because here you are for us. So here we are, hearts open. Take it from us, Jesus. And give us your grace, your love, and your mercy. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Before we close out, I just want one, let's just play one song here. And let's just take a moment to be in his presence. Like, I, can pray, I can pray for you. I can pray for you. But you need to talk to God right now. Because he's waiting for you. He's waiting to hear from you tonight. And if you need prayer, if there's something you need prayer for, just pick up your hand. I'll go over. I'll pray for you. You can tell me. You don't have to tell me. It doesn't matter. 